I'm Lisa. And I am Lindsay. And this is Garbage and Gold. The podcast where we deliberate the best and the worst about all the things. Deliberation that just so happens to be loaded with snark, laughs, and sometimes we even agree. We're good friends who've been sharing our opinions for a pretty long time. So if things get a little spicy, don't worry. We'll still be friends at the end of the show. We promise our friendship is rock solid. So now, <laughs> settle in. The deliberation is starting now. All right, Lindsay, hit us with that recap of our prom episode. All right. In the deliberation of prom... Ooh, I should... I should not write with red ink on a bright pink post-it. <laughs> Live and learn. <laughs> um, in the showdown of our prom, not as many people were as passionate about prom as, you know, like the Avengers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. Weird. So weird. Yeah. <laughs> I think we found our audience and you're not going to prom or you just don't care about it. Not that you're not going. That was terrible. <laughs> And you're not going to prom. <laughs> oh, my God. Or so you don't good. wish to go back to prom, which yes. is maybe more of a true statement. So in, <laughs> I was I just talking it. while I tried to read my notes. Okay, so, so in the garbage showdown between my garbage of the drama of prom and your garbage promposals, yeah. you you do win. Promposals oh, does win, but yeah. real barely. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I did notice there were a yeah. lot of votes for yeah, yeah. for both of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. And then for gold, and my gold uh, to remind you all was prom movie scenes. Yeah. And your gold was prom hair. Yeah. I hate to break it to you, <laughs> prom movies wins. What? People do not what? care about prom hair. They don't care about my beautiful pineapple hair. <laughs> they <Jerks>. do not. <laughs> so beautiful and pineapple-y. And sparkly. And sparkly. hairspray. Oh my gosh. Your tweet that was like, I understand Lindsay's confusion. I laughed about that like all for a day. Like 24 hours every time I thought about it. I'd be like, that's funny. That ties into my listener comments for this mm, week. Great. Because, great. yes, because I would like to say a shout out to all the people who shared their prom photos this week. Mm-hmm. To, so we can collectively own our awkwardness. Although everybody looked really good in their prom photos. So that That's was really true. nice to see, too. So shout out to Pete at PTG underscore Pete at L. Hodnefeld and at Lemon Dahlia. Thank you so much for sharing your prom photos, Pete, Lindsay, and Laura. You guys are fantastic. My favorite listener comment from this week is from at Dice Sarah, who wrote, I humbly submit Come On Write It by the Quad City DJs as hashtag Sarah Garbage. I think someone is practicing to guest co-host. I think she's. I think she wants in. She totally does. But yeah. I personally love that song. You would. I oh my gosh. Yeah, I do. Still to this day. If it's played at a wedding, I'm like, yes. Yes. It's so fun. Sarah, come on. I would put that up as gold, honestly. Well, you didn't. You put up prom hair. And then you showed us a picture of you as a pineapple. So I did. I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also, I would just like to thank everyone for not calling me out because the minute I listened to the episode is what I was just thinking, why didn't I call prom drama prama? I know. And I, I know. it's haunted me for a week now. Yeah. So yeah. 
Yeah, Prama. All right, well, well done us. We each got a win. Mm-hmm. I like sharing it. That feels good. You didn't last week when you won all of it and you were real happy. No, two weeks ago when you won all of it and you were real happy. <laughs> Whatever. I'm sure. I, I like don't sharing what when you make about. me share. <laughs> it's exciting when, like, the votes are close. This week mm-hmm. the votes were not super close. So it's no, not a huge not, surprise. Not the gold ones, no. They were, they were not close. No, they weren't. But at least it wasn't a shutout. It's true. So I've only that. been shut out like once. That was fun for me. That's right. Great. Great. Let's relive that. Wonderful. Okay. okay. Hey, remember when you got shut out? <laughs> Keeps me up at night. Thanks, Lizzie. <laughs> any other listener comments or any other things from you for that, prom? That is, that is all I've got. I'm all working right. on my glitter hairspray for this year's prom. <laughs> It's happening. <laughs> All right. So with that, we will now get on to the show. All right, Lindsay. This week we are deliberating the garbage and gold of the top 40 songs of 2018, according yep. to the Billboard Top 100. Yep. How do we feel about that? <laughs> We felt a lot better before we looked to see what the songs were. Yep. (laughs) How many I'm having a mental breakdown messages did you receive from me this week? It was a lot. All right. So, yeah, you were very passionate about music, and Mm -hmm. I really like that about you. I, you know, we each have our separate passions. Music is in the Venn, but it's much more the Lindsay side of the Venn than the Lisa side of the Venn. That is is kind of you. I did message you at one point and go, this is really hard. I wonder how I'd feel about the alternative charts. And so yeah. I did look up the alternative charts and the top 20 alternative songs for 2018. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love these songs. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's the problem. Yeah, the Hot 100 are not things that we like on the whole. So that was yeah. very interesting. But it was interesting, yes. Getting to the, yeah, but getting to that, I did in my research this week, I did look into how Billboard chooses their top 100 and the Hot 100 and how that all became a thing. So this is why those songs that we might not love or particularly even enjoy get to be on the top 40. Hit us with some of the research so we understand where we're coming yes. from. Yes. So all of my research for tonight comes from a very in-depth article about the Billboard Top 100 over at uh, NPR. And I will link that in the show notes should you choose to read more because this is just a snippet of that article. But it is super in-depth and I thought it was enjoyable. A little bit of history. By 1955, that's when the rock era started. Billboard, as the magazine was then called, had been tracking amusement businesses, so like circuses, fairgrounds, whatever, and it started tracking record sales, too. At the time, they ran separate charts that tracked best-selling records in stores, disc jockey playlists, and jukebox plays, which makes me really happy that they had like separate charts for those things. Oh, but then they started to experiment with a chart that would mash up all of those different pools of music data. And after three years of tinkering with their prototype or whatever, that's when they came out with the top 100 in August 1958. And that's when the hot 100 came out with the, you know, the first true blend of sales plus plays. The first song ever on the Billboard Hot 100 in the number one spot was 
Poor Little Fool by Ricky Nelson. I'm sure you know that bop, right? I mean, <laughs> I don't know that bop. I do know Ricky Nelson. And I do, do know, really? Yeah. And I do. I grew up with parents who we listened to a lot of oldies in the in the van okay. or not in the van in okay. the in the celebrity station wagon. OK, so admittedly, the Hot 100 is not perfect. Some notable artists who have not cracked that number one spot on the top 100. Bob mm-hmm. Dylan, Ooh. Bruce Springsteen that and the queen me. of my hip hop life, Missy <sighs> Elliott, have only oh. ever gotten to the number two spot. Okay. But this is still the best benchmark we have to measure the bigness of hit music. So this is what we use. Yeah, absolutely. So how does one become classified as a, quote, hot song in the 100? Ooh, tell me. <laughs> they take radio and sales. So it blends those things together. They take the album chart, for example, which is just a straight up ranking of pure sales. And then they add in the radio piece of that too so it's radio retail and they include digital media like youtube and spotify for our purposes again i will link this in the show notes so that you can see what we were drawing from but we used the top 40 of the hot 100 songs of 2018 and i really thought there were going to be different songs on there and there just were not (laughs) and it was not something we were anticipating so i'm like Okay. Do yeah. we want it? Okay. And we had already said we were doing the top 40, so we can't yeah. like change it. I'm right. like, all right, great. Here we go. Yeah. So, Lindsay, <laughs> there's a lot of garbage in the top 40 of 2018. Mm. I'm curious to hear what your top garbage is. So, mm. go for it. So, just to, just to back up. So, I... I can be really snotty about music. And so one of the things I made myself do is I made myself listen to every single song from beginning to end, even if I'd heard it before and knew, like, even if I knew all of the lyrics, I still made myself listen to the whole thing, Um, which uh, I'm sorry, Ed Sheeran's perfect. You would have been higher up, but I had to listen to you again. And then I also made the mistake of listening to the first 28 songs in one sitting while sitting at my desk at work. And so what becomes really apparent quickly when you do that is there's a ton on this list that is super similar. And it's similar in style. It's similar in sound. It's similar like in the voice of the person. It's similar in artists who feature on songs. It's really similar in lyrics and topics. And it made anything that was different really stand out. And so I will admit like, for music, I love anything that is different or unusual. And that most of the songs that really blended together for me into one big song were hip hop slash trap songs. I've never felt so old in my whole life. Um, but I'm just going to I'm just going to say I love hip hop. I really do. Yeah. I don't love trap and I'm trying, but um, I don't love it. I, I love, do. God, I do. Yeah, okay. it, you can. I love some of the artists on this list. I get really tired of just hearing about like drug use and gun violence and like your conquests. Like, duh. or if you're gonna talk about those your things, your conquests. What a family friendly way to say that. You did Thanks. good. You did good. Um, if you're gonna keep talking about those things, then at least don't sound like everyone else. Like, I just felt old. Like, I'd be like, oh, of course they have a number in their name, or oh, they misspelled easy with a Z. Outside of that trap music that the young people listen to. (laughs) Hello, fellow kids. (laughs) I have a lot of honorable mentions for garbage. So when I first looked at the list, um, the first thought I had was, oof, that's a lot of Drake. 
It's a lot of Drake. Also, in my honorable mentions for garbage is Booed Up by Ella May. I am not a Camila Cabello fan, and I really don't like <laughs> Never Be the Same. Havana yeah. is like at least an earworm. I don't, but ugh, it is. Nope. It is. Never yeah. be the same. Mm, I want to be the same if that's what that is. <laughs> Um, don't tell me I never want to be the same. I do want to be the same. I don't want to change. That's right. And then Halsey's Bad at Love. I love everything about Halsey. Everything. Top okay. to bottom. Everything she is. Everything about Halsey. Well, we are different people. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I respect your don't. wrong opinion is what I'm hearing from you right now. <laughs> I, I didn't say wrong opinion. I just said we are different people. So my number one garbage, the top of my garbage charts is the song Fefe by 6 9 Nicki Minaj and Murda Beats. <laughs> I am obsessed with hearing you say rap names. I'm obsessed with this so much. I know. I just decided to lean into me being old. So uh, it is 31 on the list of top 100. So I learned a little bit today. So that's probably the only nice part about this song. So anyway, it is slang for a party. Okay. So there you go. Now you have fun things to talk about with people about uh, this I will you never know. use that in a sentence ever. <laughs> yeah. So the song is full of like childish imagery like ice cream um, and it even covers in the bridge eeny meeny miny mo like the old uh, yeah kid thing. But in the while it is kind of childlike it also references drug use gun violence killing people and is incredibly explicit about conquests. So <laughs> It's just such, like, that is the perfect family-friendly way for you to put that. I just cannot. I cannot. It's so good. <laughs> I hear from a lot of people that their children are listening, so you're welcome, people. Conquest so, is good. It's really so good. while it is childish in tone, it is basically a super inappropriate f- song for kids. And while 6 9 did announce that he would take part of the proceeds from the song and give them to New York programs for youth... So in the uh, publication Noisy, a critic, and this is according to Wikipedia, so, you know, whatever. The critic (laughs) Kristen Corey expressed discomfort about the song, quote, not because of who the two polarizing rappers happened to be, but because of the imagery, end quote. Referring to Mm. 6ix9ine was actually in the middle of a um, misconduct case involving... Mm. Yeah, some not so great stuff. So 6ix9ine is actually in currently, I believe, incarcerated for various oh. like real bad things, folks. Real bad things. Things that are referenced in the song indirectly. And I would love to tell you more about that, but the only lyrics that I can actually quote and keep family friendly is the chorus. Which is, I don't really want no friends. I don't really want no friends. No. And we all know how I feel about friends. <laughs> I was going 
going to say, I don't know, I can relate to that, but I don't want to relate too strongly to the song as a whole. <laughs> you so do not want to relate too strongly to the song. <laughs> and before you all like go hating, I do love Nicki Minaj. Like she's not my favorite, yes. but I do love Nicki, and oh, she carries the song. But still, it is it's not mm-hmm. great. So six nine is not according to the legal system a good person, and it's mm-hmm. pretty pretty obvious that not only in his life that he's not a good person, but also in bragging about the things he does in his music, it's not mm-hmm. cool, mm-hmm. and that makes Fifi my garbage. Okay. I know nothing about this song because unlike Lindsay, who did a massive amount of research and God bless her, I did not. I looked at the songs and I like recognized some and I recognized other ones. And I did like kind of cherry pick through. Mm -hmm. I just did not listen to that one specifically, I guess. What I can say is interesting to me about rap in general as someone who listens to a lot of rap is I know way back when. So with like Tupac and Biggie, for example, like they both put on like a persona initially to portray themselves as something different. And then Tupac kind of leaned into that significantly with like actually hooking up with gangs and whatever. So anyway, and then there are just a lot of rappers now too that talk about things that they haven't actually experienced. So in that instance, I will say, I, I, I don't know if respect is the right word, but I think it is interesting that he's actually drawing on life experiences to put into his music and not putting on a front. I don't know, but that is, I, I assumed it was all a front, honestly, Uh, considering how young he is Mm. and just like, because he's a SoundCloud rapper, like I just assumed that it was all fake. So that is interesting to me that it is not fake, that he's actually kind of a, kind of a, like he's being true about who he is. That's interesting to me. Well, and and again, maybe, maybe I'm old, but I'm like, isn't there anything else going on in your life than you objectifying women and putting women down and like shooting guns Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. and like, yes, there's a huge part of like who Tupac was and, Mm -hmm. and all of that. Like, and I understand that, but I'm like, it's Mm -hmm. just getting really old and really tired. Like I'm tired of your grills. I'm tired of your weird, like straggly hair. And you, you all sound like such different people right now. I'm tired (laughs) of your grills is something I've never said. And I will never say. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Okay, I think for me, what hip-hop and rap does is that's the lens through which they view their life experience. And I really struggle with the misogyny in rap. I struggle Mm -hmm. for sure with that. And that's not all rappers, clearly, but that Mm -hmm. is, you know, a lot of rap is misogynistic and violent and whatever. But I also feel like it is the lens through which they relate to the world. And it's almost like a form of... A therapeutic release for them to be able to right. express themselves in music that way uh, and so I think that's why I respect more artists that are actually using it that way not like putting yeah. on a front to think like and I, yeah I'm not and I'm not anti hip hop I'm not anti that stuff but I think right like, over and over and over again in this list I'm like mm-hmm. I I am yeah. tired of these lyrics like just do yeah. anything else that's, like I, I get yes. that that is the lens yes. you're looking at and I get that that's a creative yes. expression and and I am okay with that but I'm like yeah. seriously like mix it up mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's fair Very so cool. that okay. is my garbage Lisa, yeah what is your one. garbage uh well I would like to piggyback on your honorable mention first of all to Drake um I will never first of all I will never not see him as Jimmy from Degrassi ever (laughs) right ever he's always Jimmy from Degrassi to me and so he is one of those that's like 
he's a hardcore rapper. And I'm like, you're not, dude. You're from freaking Canada. Get a grip. Like, whatever. Anyway, I just do not like Drake. Is he basically like if Jonathan Taylor Thomas would have become a rapper? <laughs> I think I that's... Will, I will that's not go I that extreme, but all I want is a JTT rap album so bad. Come oh, on, my JTT. God. Make it happen. Get it. Please. <laughs> And I feel like every even Drake song where like other people are featured, Drake is always the weakest one. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, I just had to get that out there and just, uh, you know, vent a little bit of my Drake hate. My garbage, however, of this top 40 of 2018 is meant to be by Florida Georgia Line and Bebe Rexa. What a fantastic mm-hmm. choice. So, oh my gosh, it's so bad. So, such a good choice. Such a bad song. Continue. This is a collaboration between Baby Rexa, who was a pop star, and then Florida Georgia Line, who I think is a country duo. They so are. it's like that hybrid of pop country. Great. Um, Rexa told Billboard that she's always respected the country genre and she grew up in New York City. And so she kind of knew of country artists that had crossed over to the pop side like Faith Hill, the Dixie Chicks and Taylor Swift. She never thought a New York girl like her would have a country hit. But then she says, I guess it just goes to show that some things are just meant to be like, no, no. Right. Gag me. Girl, listen, I'm all about breaking barriers and blurring boundaries, but this does neither pop music or country music, which I hate. Well, it does not do either of these things well. Meant to be does neither of them well. (laughs) So she then goes on to say when they wrote the song, Tyler was just doing what he does best with his country roots, and she was just doing what she knew best, which was being best to her roots, and they were just being true to themselves. And you know what? I sincerely hope that their true selves are better than this. Like, if this is their true (laughs) self, that is devastating (laughs) to everyone, because it is not good. It is. They got to be better than this. They got to be better than this. So I, I, I will say I appreciate that they wrote the lyrics themselves. It wasn't just like generated by a corporation or whatever. But it's not super surprising because there's like 18 words in the song that are just repeated over and over and over again over a terrible melody. So great. <laughs> uh, Rexa goes on to say the meaning is simple and honest. Yep. It's meant to be. It's meant to be. It's meant to be. It says it 700 stupid times. And that's why... <laughs> I think it's resonating with the world is what she says. She says the beautiful thing about music is it allows you to break boundaries. And that's what she wants to be remembered for, which is breaking boundaries. And Mm -hmm. baby, I'm so sorry to inform you that this song is not going to be remembered for breaking boundaries, but I will remember it for breaking my eardrums because it is the worst. I hate country music in general so whenever yeah. there's like this crossover of like oh it's pop like it is still country yeah don't you put a bow on it and tell me it's pop it is not pop it is still country i don't want it but then also it's just got that terrible twang and hook and it just doesn't stop yeah. it honest to god feels like the same eight second sample 
that they play for three minutes. It's the worst. It is the worst. I don't know who that song is supposed to appeal to. When do you play it? I don't don't know anything. I don't know who that appeals to. The the audience is lost on me completely. So So, that is my garbage meant to be. Yeah, not a country. I'm not also not a country music fan, but there are better country music art artists out there. So like, I was looking at the list and I like, oh, number. It's like number three or something. It super is. High. Re- yeah, it's it's. And I was three, like, you're right. Meant to be featuring Florida Georgia Line. I'm like, well, I will hate it. And then I yep. did. Like, yeah. I just I don't like Florida Georgia Line. I think they no. are. Like they're just bad. They're just bad. Yeah. And the song it's is It's like auto tune country almost. It's yeah. very God, it's awful. It's, it's so off putting. Terrible. Yeah. It is really terrible. Ugh. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I'm with you. That was yeah. that was an excellent choice. Alright, so those are our garbages. Lindsay, what for you was the best top forty song of twenty eighteen? Okay, I would like to preface this with I already know that Lisa hates this song, and so mm-hmm. um it's going to be great. So my gold for 2018 is number 24, Delicate by Taylor Swift. I have made Lisa wait to weigh in until I've gotten through all of the reasons why I feel like the song is. I'm holding my bold. hand over my mouth so I don't interrupt <laughs> while you're going. Please it's go. true. Um, so I think there there are many reasons. First of all, I do love Taylor Swift, and I think what she has been able to do with the Reputation album and like resurrecting a public life is like something that is super impressive. So I don't know that I would even say Delicate is the best song on that record, but um, it is the Taylor Swift song that charted. So I just, I, I really love Reputation. It's a little like, it's sassy and snarky and like really self-aware in, in like all the right ways of like, oh, you call me this fine call me this like you know there's something there's something about that in there that I just I just love it it's really great so the song delicate captures that feeling that when you are like really into someone and you're trying to be cool but you just want to tell them like I'm super into you and I just want to be around you all the time and Taylor actually explains that the song is about what happens when you meet somebody that you really want in your life and then you start worrying about what they've heard before they met you. Um, and so some of the lyrics from Delicate include this is this ain't for the best. My reputation's never been worse. So you must like me for me. And then it goes on to say other things. And then the chorus is, is it cool that I said all that? Is it chill that you're in my head? Because I know this is delicate. Cool that I said all that. Is it too soon to do this yet? Because I know that it's delicate. So like just this idea of like, you're trying to like start a relationship and it's all weird and delicate. And you're like, I'm trying to like, I don't want to say the wrong things, but I also want you to know what's going on. Another reason why I think it's gold is it shows a vulnerability in acknowledging all the stuff that had happened in the public life of Taylor up to that point, And that it can be actually damaging to a new relationship. It's a very vulnerable kind of song. Another reason why I think it's great is I think the production is really great. And it's also what critics have said about it. It is lyrically better than 50% of all the other songs on this list. She does not talk about conquests in this song at all. And then my last, and then I can't wait to hear from you, Lisa, is Taylor, I just want to be best friends. So that is why I have picked 
delicate. So, Lisa, you can take your hand off your mouth okay. now. Okay. okay. Lay it on me. I I do need to preface, preface this with I do like Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate her as an artist. I will say I think Red is her best album of mm. all of them. I do like that one best. I did not love Reputation as a whole. I thought, mm. I think part of that too is because the songs that they released initially were so different from the overall album that yeah. I was disappointed. Uh, but Delicate, I do not like as a song because I think I just can't relate to that at all. Mm. So you do a very good job of explaining how it's like you're being very gentle entering a relationship and you're like, oh, is this okay? And I never have any chill. And so I'm like, it does not relate to me. I'm like, (laughs) hello, I'm full force all the time. Mm. And it's like, I also think that there's something empowering about what she's saying of I know that you've heard things about me so you must like me for me and I I do think that there's a lot of empowerment and reputation as a whole and I think that she owns that and I like that a lot I also think that there's something empowering about being like this is who I am and if you like it great and if you don't bye and I don't feel like that's what's coming across in delicate I feel like in delicate Mm. she has it maybe is the least confident of the album in, in what I can remember from listening to it. It's been a minute right. since I've listened to it. but And I don't know that it was ever really made to be a radio hit, but I don't. whenever I hear it in the car, I'm like, I don't feel like listening to this. It just does not yeah. feel like a song to listen to in the car, which is what I feel like a lot of these you know top 40 radio songs should be, as you like, can listen to them whenever. And that one I feel like you have to be in a really specific mood for. Yeah. And I'm just never in that mood to I am listen to that. I am shocked that it was delicate and not like <laughs> ready for it, like which yes! is more of like a banging kind of like, yeah. you know, cool bass no, song. No, that one I could get behind with like yeah. the heavy synth. Yeah. I could get behind that yeah, for yeah. sure, but... I do not again it's nothing against Taylor Swift. I right. like her as an artist. I like what she's doing with her continual um evolution of music. Yeah. I think it's great. I just think Delicate is not a good song. It's just really not. So we're just different people. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> That's my gold, Lisa. That's gold gold for you. What is your gold? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to front load with my honorable mentions. So I so, so, so desperately wanted to choose one that was number 42 on the list. And I knew I couldn't because then it would be cheating and I would automatically lose. But Sicko Mode by Travis Scott. My God, that song is so good. That whole album, Astroworld. No, Astroworld is like an incredible album. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so good. And then honorable mention to I Like It by Cardi B because <sighs> that that hook is just so fun. And just it like is. the day I memorized the rap, I was like, well, I can I can quit life now because I got it. Like I have it memorized. I'm mm. good. <laughs> Today I finally conquered You Should See Me in a Crown by Billie Eilish. And I'm so proud of myself. I'm so Isn't, proud of it myself. It just feels real good. It, it feels does. real good to it accomplish so good. that. Yeah. It does. <laughs> okay, so those are my honorable mentions. Those but are good ones. Thank you. My Except gold. for sicko mode, because sicko mode is garbage. But oh. But I'll I'll take the Cardi B. I just need a minute. <laughs> did you listen to Astro World or no? You probably didn't. No, I didn't listen to Astro World because I listened to Sicko and I was like, oh, I'm done. Okay. I just all right. We are just such different people. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Uh, my top song, my gold song of the top 40 of 2018. 
is Pray For Me by The Weeknd and Kendrick I fight the world, I fight you, I fight myself. I fight God, just tell me how many burdens left. I fight pain and hurricanes, today I wept. I'm trying to fight back tears, flood on my doorsteps. Yeah, yeah. I really wanted a Kendrick song, but none of the songs off of his album were on the top 40. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, he wrote this album. He wrote the Black Panther album, too. But his other album was none of them charted. Yeah. So that was Which unfortunate. It's is a shame, America. It is. It's a God, shame. God, what a, such a good album. So anyway. Mm-hmm. Pray For Me is a song by the Canadian singer The Weeknd and American rapper Kendrick Lamar from the soundtrack album of Black Panther. The song in the movie appears when they're going into the uh, secret casino scene. So it's that's a fun little thing because you heard it on the radio and then you see it in the movie and you're like, oh my God, it's the song. And you're like, yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay. Kendrick Lamar is an incredible musician. He's an incredible rapper. He's very talented. I love everything that he does. In addition to it being well-written and being a part of a soundtrack of an important movie in 2018, it's almost like a hybrid of what it would feel like, like what Wakanda feels like. So it's this really kind of like a tribal African drum thing. And then there's like this synth that kind of layers over it. So it's this mm-hmm. rap and it's just, it's just really cool blend of kind of what Wakanda is but it's manifested in a song and I think that's really dope so it transcends the plot of the movie in that but it also kind of speaks to society as a whole so here's some lyrics that I can share this is Kendrick rapping he says I fight the world I fight you I fight myself I fight God just tell me how many burdens left I fight pain and hurricanes today I wept I'm trying to fight back tears flood on my doorsteps and, he, and it goes on from there the velvet pipes of the weekend waning on <laughs> about who will care for him and who will who like when he's gone who like will his sacrifice matter and then it's blended with this kind of signature Kendrick thing of it's almost like an accepted anger and resentment of what society is. And they blend together in this really angsty but beautiful dichotomy. And it's just crazy emotionally expressive. And on top of all of those things, it just has like a super sick beat. And I love it so much. And like, again, I'm looking through the top 40. It's like as soon as I saw it, I remembered it. I remembered yeah. the song. I remembered all of it. And it's just like, yes, that song for me is absolute gold of 2018 absolutely well i think Mm -hmm. what's interesting is that both you and i picked like more even artists than the song Mm -hmm. like yeah and i think there's there's just something about like music and the way it brings you to like it reminds you of things and so like Mm -hmm. my gold reminds me of going to a concert and like you know driving in the car and singing it with people that i really care about and like for you it reminds you of the movie and it reminds you of so many things and so like Mm -hmm. i I love that music does that this was a good Mm -hmm. choice it's a good choice absolutely all right, Lindsay. So hit us with the recap of our songs and tell the listeners how they can vote. <laughs> so you guys can go and vote for our garbage options. My option, Fifi, or Lisa's option, meant to be using the hashtags Lindsay Garbage or Lisa Garbage. And your vote for our gold options, my gold option of Delicate or Lisa's gold option of Pray For Me with the hashtags Lindsay Gold or Lisa Gold on our Instagram and Twitter accounts at Garbage Gold Pod. And do remember, if you don't use a hashtag, I do not count your vote. I'm, I, it's a system, people. It's a system. 
Please do, because we love to hear what you guys think, and we really like chatting with you about your choices. So get up in our feeds, tell us your feelings. You can take a look at these top 40 songs and see if they're ones that you feel like we slept on or if they're ones that there were a few that we were like, (laughs) I'm sorry, what is this? And maybe it's just because we're old. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. So anyway, get get in our feeds. Tell us your feels. So we will share the poll results and our favorite listener comments on our next episode. If you haven't already done so, if you could head on over to iTunes or wherever it is you listen to us every week and give us a rate, review, and subscribe, we would really appreciate that. And we'd also really appreciate it if you would tell your friends about the podcast. If you like it, if you're enjoying it, and you think your friends would too, why aren't you telling them? You are sleeping on it, and we need you. And join us next week when we deliberate the garbage and gold of childhood family board games. Yes! I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of us is. <laughs> no, I'm just trying. Like, my family doesn't really play board games, so I wonder what I'm going to do. But you know, like, the do. classic ones, like yeah. like Candyland, Monopoly, Sorry, like those, and Shoots and Ladders. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Meanwhile, I'm sitting in a room as we're recording this with, like, literally, I don't know, probably 150 board games, like, right now. Mm. So it's, we're, yep. we're different people. <laughs> so, like, your pool of information and games is maybe a little bit bigger than mine. It'll, it'll, it will be good. It'll be fun. Yes! Yes, yes, yes. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time. Bye! Bye.